Faith, Hope and Love, episode 264, the second Sunday of Advent, Year B. Just to be even a very small part of God's grand project is satisfaction enough. There's a fitting quote from scripture commentator William Barclay, and it's quite apt for today. In youth, because I could not be a singer, I did not even try to write a song. And I planted no little trees along the roadside, because I knew their growth would take so long, I would never see them fully grown. But now, from the wisdom that the years have brought me, I know that it may be a blessed thing to plant a tree for someone else to water and enjoy, or make a song that someone else will sing when I cannot. Beautiful. The goal will never be reached unless the labourers all unite to make it possible. We're all under the great architect's plan, God's plan. Each one of us adds our little bit to a project that's much, much bigger than any one of us. God's plan was being unfolded long before we came on the scene, and it will continue to come to fruition long after we've finished our earthly journey. In the Gospel today, we hear that those who were baptised by John the Baptist also confessed their sins, and they were baptised for the forgiveness of sins. Admitting to our sins and faults is difficult. But when we do admit to our faults and sins, we're straightening the paths between us and God. Often the most difficult person to admit a sin to is actually ourselves. For example, in the prodigal son story, when he took off with half his father's property, he probably thought really well of himself at the beginning. He probably thought he was a fine and clever young man who will make it big in the city. Later, in extreme poverty, when he had ruined everything and spent everything, he longed to eat the scraps of the pig's food. And then he realised his folly. So the first thing he had to do is admit to himself how pathetically he had acted and how wrong he'd been. Even before he returned to his father, he had to take a good look at himself honestly and humbly, and it must have been extremely deflating and difficult possibly slightly easier because of how far he had fallen. There was no further to go. But he could not have imagined the astounding love and mercy that he would receive when he made a straight path back to his father. We must let our barriers down. We must fill in the valleys of pride and self-satisfaction. It's not the person who desires to meet God on equal terms who will discover forgiveness, grace and compassion, but rather the person who falls on their knees and whispers, Lord, I need you. I'm in a terrible mess without your help. Be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. The prophet Isaiah in the first reading speaks of comfort for God's people. God assures the people that they've done their time for their sins. The debt is cancelled. However, one gets a distinct feeling that God is just being very kind and generous. We couldn't possibly pay off all the debts we owe to God. But God in his love and mercy has cancelled it nevertheless and written, paid in full, despite our inability to pay it. This is another act of astounding generosity. This is our God. John the Baptist was out in the desert. And that reminds us of the time when the people of Israel wandered in the desert and lived in the wilderness for 40 long years. In that time, they were utterly reliant on God's providence. 
They had nothing else but the presence and leadership of God's guiding hand and the leader that God gave them. The people had to trust totally in God's wisdom and care. For the most part, they were humble and a grateful people, although at many other times, as they trudged through the relentless desert paths, pride, distrust, ingratitude, all these things got the better of them, and they fell. So it's important that we turn back to God when we start straying, and trust in God's care and goodness. In the process of trying to give up sin and live with virtue, we often find it difficult. Even after years of struggle, we can often find ourselves still facing the same sins and defects in our lives. But let us not lose hope. The Lord assures us and comforts us. He has come to save us, not to condemn us. The secret is to trust completely in Jesus Christ, to surrender to God, to stop wrangling with God, resisting him with our willfulness. We humbly admit our need for our Lord's grace and mercy. We can't do it without God. We can't do it all by ourselves. Everything God gives us is grace. Gifts and blessings given completely and unreservedly by contrast, we're tempted to keep score or place conditions on love by trying to live as if we were an island, complete in itself. This is what creates valleys and mountains, making rocky the pathways of communication and friendship between God and ourselves and other people as well. In the same way, willfulness, pride and self-focus are obstacles to our peace and to accepting Christ's unconditional love given to us. May we appreciate in this Advent time more deeply the reality of Christ's selfless and generous love and mercy and make it an ever deeper reality in our lives too. O come Lord Jesus. Come Lord and save us. Come Lord of light. Your spirit Save us, come Lord of life. 
Come, Lord of light, your spirit all around us, with you eternal life. King of rule and Lord, whose wisdom cannot tell, oh come, save us from ourselves, people of Zion, behold, the Lord will come to save the nations, and the Lord will make the glory of his voice heard in the joy of your hearts. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Hello everyone and welcome as we gather for this time of reflection upon God's Word and real encounter with Christ's presence. We continue on our Advent journey. We now light the second Advent candle, the Bethlehem candle, symbolising the journey of faith, reminding us of Mary and Joseph's faithful journey to Bethlehem. Lord Jesus, you promised to lift the valleys and straighten the pathways to God. Lord, have mercy. You feed your flock, gently gathering us into your arms. Christ, have mercy. O wisdom, come to teach us the way of truth. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us. Forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, may no earthly undertaking hinder those who set out in haste to meet your Son, but may our learning of heavenly wisdom gain us admittance to his company who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out. In the wilderness 
Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, Here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms, and carry them in his bosom, and gently lead the mother sheep. The Word of the Lord Lord, let us see your kindness and grant us your salvation. I will hear what the Lord God has to say, a voice that speaks of peace. Peace for his people and his friends. His help is near for those who fear him, and his glory will dwell in our land. Mercy and faithfulness have met, justice and peace have embraced. Faithfulness shall spring from the earth, and justice look down from heaven. The Lord will make us prosper, and our earth shall yield its fruit. Justice shall march before him, and peace shall follow his steps. Lord, let us see your kindness and grant us your salvation. A reading from the second letter of St. Peter. Do not ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some think of slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, and the elements will be dissolved with fire, and the earth and everything that is done on it will be disclosed. Since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, 
What sort of persons ought you to be in leading lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set ablaze and dissolved, and the elements will melt with fire. But in accordance with his promise, we wait for new heavens and a new earth, where righteousness is at home. Therefore, beloved, while you are waiting for these things, strive to be found by him at peace. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. All people shall see the salvation of God. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Chapter 1, verses 1 to 8. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptised by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptised you with water, but he will baptise you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord Following the discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls in 1947, scholars got to know of the existence of a sect called the Essenes. These are people who'd left Jerusalem and the Temple and basically civilization, and they decided to go into the desert and there await their delivery and to get things straight in their lives. They went back to the source of where their religion had been born, since it was in the desert that God appeared to Moses. It was in the desert that this small nomadic tribe, with no resources other than what God had provided, manna and quails, they not only survived but they flourished and passed on their revelation and experience to the world. We know the term desert experience has come to mean going back to basics, back to the source, back to one's utter dependency 
on one's creator. It means going back to claim one's true identity as a daughter and son of God. So the desert experience means that one must pull away to gain perspective and letting go of what we think is truly life-giving, accepting vulnerability and total dependence on God by entering into a spiritually dry period. And because the desert is a harsh and unforgiving place where life is lived day by day on the edge, you can come face to face with reality, with what really counts. So it's no surprise then that in today's Gospel, John is found in the desert rather than in the city. Later on in Christian history, whole groups of people went into the desert and found havens of renewal and spirituality. These people came to be known as the Desert Fathers, and people would flock to them seeking their counsel and their consolation. Like John, these Desert Fathers appeared eccentric, but there was a deep sense of purpose in what they did. They often went without sleep, because Advent-like, they were watching for the Lord. They didn't speak often because they were listening for the Lord. They fasted frequently because they were fed by God's word. For them it was God who really mattered, and their asceticism was only a means to that end. Eventually their teachings, their sayings and their stories were collected and meditated on. Not as a means of entertainment, but more as an instruction manual on how to distill the essentials of life and not crowd or cloud ourselves with the incidentals of our existence that sometimes present themselves as life's necessities. So the point of the Gospel, the point of the stories of the Desert Fathers, is that if you want renewal and refreshment, if you want to shake off the barnacles of sin and selfishness that attach themselves to your life, if you want to rise above humdrum consumer living and become a real person of depth and spirit, you must go back to the desert. Now where do you find the desert experience these days? Where do we find the time? What about all those other activities that we are so involved in? And what are we really looking for and how will we know if we find it? Now these are Advent questions that we can sit down with now before we begin the journey or else we may find ourselves full of good intentions but little energy to start. For some, our desert may be a retreat or a conversation with a spiritual guide or we might set aside a day for recollection, for seeking answers to those daily questions that arise. For some people, it may be spiritual reading or regularly scheduled prayer. Whatever the experience, we'll need some discipline not to place self-imposed hurdles in our path. We may not have to travel far, but we do need a resolve. To go to the desert means giving time and space and watching and listening and sometimes being quiet so that God will have a chance to speak to us. And if we listen carefully, we might hear the words that tell us God has got rid of our fears. That God can enable us to live in holiness and justice all the days of our life. God's word can be a light that shows us the way in times of darkness and guides our feet into the way of peace.
the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. John the Baptist was a voice crying in the wilderness. With one voice, let us raise our prayers to our God. For the leaders of the church, that they will always preach the gospel for all people to hear. Lord, hear us. For our nation, that we will always assist poor nations with our resources, for they are our brothers and sisters. Lord, hear us. For those who are weighed down by the worries of this world, Lord, hear us. For life-giving and renewing rain to all the areas desperately in need. Lord, hear us. For ourselves, that like John the Baptist, we will be messengers who prepare the way of the Lord. Lord, hear us. For all who are ill and those who care for them, that they will receive healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us. For the dead, that they will inherit the new heaven and the new earth, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Loving God, may our voices be heard in your presence and our prayers granted through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, May we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble spirit and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may this sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. 
pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Be pleased, O Lord, with our humble prayers and offerings. And since we have no merits to plead our cause, come, we pray, to our rescue with the protection of your mercy. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For he assumed at his first coming the lowliness of human flesh, and so fulfilled the design you formed long ago, and opened for us the way to eternal salvation, that when he comes again in glory and majesty, and all is at last made manifest, we who watch for that day may inherit the great promise in which we now dare to hope. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and, giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up, for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks 
that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant, Ken, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection. And all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit through your death gave life to the world, free me by this your most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy be for me protection in mind and body, and a healing remedy.
Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. The Communion Antiphon Jerusalem arise and stand upon the heights and behold the joy which comes to you from God. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The body of Christ. Amen. The blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Replenished by the food of spiritual nourishment, we humbly beseech you, O Lord, that through our partaking in this mystery, you may teach us to judge wisely the things of earth and to hold firm to the things of heaven. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone for your company as we've given thanks to our wonderful God in this time of Advent preparation. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. May the almighty and merciful God, by whose grace you have placed your faith in the first coming of his only begotten Son, and yearn for his coming again, sanctify you by the radiance of Christ's advent, and enrich you with his blessing. As you run the race of this present life, may he make you firm in faith, joyful in hope, and active in charity. Rejoicing now with devotion at the Redeemer's coming in the flesh, may you be endowed with the rich reward of eternal life when he comes again in majesty. And may the blessing of Almighty God the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down on you and remain with you forever. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Advent Hymn, O Come Lord, in memory of Paolo Mario Paul Giacomantonio, 1968-2020, by Paul W. Kelly, based on Ancient Church O Antiphons of Advent, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelk, 2020. Production by KER, 2020. May God bless and keep you.